Warren Buffett, BlackRock, and other institutional players dominate investments in commercial aviation. Why? Because it's one of the most profitable and predictable alternative assets that exists. And it's not tied to other markets such as real estate and the stock market. Is it safe? Well, imagine triple net leases to the likes of American Airlines and British Airways. Income is contractual and guaranteed by some of the biggest named airlines in the world. That's why this kind of investment was never available to the ordinary accredited investor. That is until now. Visit accesswealthaviation.com and check it out for yourself. Invest in an institutional team with over 200 plus years of combined investment experience in the aviation sector. Conservative investing with double digit returns and tax advantages. That's accesswealthaviation.com. Accesswealthaviation.com. You are listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast with Buck Joffrey. Get ready to change your life. Welcome, everybody. This is Buck Joffrey with the Wealth Formula Podcast, and uh, this is our Christmas episode. So I want to say uh, happy, uh, well, Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll have our New Year's episode next week. Um, you know, uh, before we begin, though, just as a reminder, there's lots of different kinds of resources available for you at wealthformula.com. And uh, part of that, you know, if you're thinking about a last-minute gift, you could potentially go to wealthformularoadmap.com and get the course, get the course, uh, your Roadmap to Real Wealth. Uh, And that includes a course, a financial education course, and it's also a uh, part of the Wealth Formula Network. Uh, Wealth Formula Network comes as an automatic part of that course. That is biweekly phone calls. Um, and they're not just phone calls. They're Zoom video calls. And uh, we have a Facebook group. We have a portal. Anyway, lots of good stuff on there. And uh, who knows? Maybe it's a last-minute Christmas gift. Just throwing it out there, uh, wealthformularoadmap.com. Um, as far as today's show uh, goes, um, you know, talking about giving and all that, uh, the end of the year is, of course, a good time for giving. You know, of course, we are already in the mood with the holidays, buy-in presents and all that. Uh, it's a great way of sort of greasing up the credit cards and make them come out of the pocket a little bit easier and make, the, make it easier to pull the trigger on things. I certainly feel the same way myself. The end of the year is also a good time to give to charity. And even if you're, uh, you know, you are a kind-hearted human being, which I'm sure you are, uh, it's not always easy to part with your hard-earned money, you know, even for a good cause. But at the end of the year, you come to the realization that that charity is also tax-deductible. So it starts to make you feel a little bit more philanthropic knowing that the alternative is just to give it all away to the IRS. That being said, I would like to direct your attention to a cause that I think is really worth your attention. Uh, one of our listeners and one of our investors, he's in our investor group too, uh, Dr. Eric Payne is a guy who does a lot of good work. He's a craniofacial surgeon. What that is is a certain kind of plastic surgeon that uh, fixes children's facial deformities like cleft palate, cleft lip, etc. cetera. Uh, in a few months ago, uh, you may recall, if you, or you may not, Eric did a webinar for us on what he does on these international trips and what all goes into this stuff. And it was pretty inspiring. Uh, you know, you can certainly um, uh, click on 
the webinar or click on the link that went along with this uh, this week's podcast uh, to um, to replay that. Um, but it's a it's it's such an amazing cause, you know. You see, uh, one of the things we take for granted in our lives is how we look. Uh, and even if you aren't a supermodel, I mean, chances are that when you you know walk around, at least people don't look at you like you have a deformity and you know try to like you know, keep from staring at you and that kind of thing, you know? Uh, it's anonymity, and there's something to be said for anonymity and fitting in with everybody else that we can take for granted. And when we can take it for granted, we can focus on higher-level stuff like, you know, making money and things like that. But imagine being a kid with a facial deformity that everyone can see in plain sight. It also interferes with your basic functions like eating, drinking, and speaking. And that's really what kids that are uh, born with cleft palate and cleft lips are up against. And, um, you know, that's why I'm a big fan of what Eric does on these international missions. And I want to help these kids and I want to support Eric's work. Um, So my goal is to, within our group and within our community, to raise $100,000 for his organization that would ultimately allow him to fund the next mission, which which is in India next month. and then what Eric's going to do is he's going to take lots of photos and videos, and then we're going to do a follow-up webinar showing the return on investment of that money that you have invested. You know, we have a lot of people in this community, and we have a lot of people with a lot of money. All we really need to do, though, is for everyone to participate and donate something to the cause. And I think the intimidation is, oh, well, I'm going to donate thousands of dollars. No, you don't have to. You could, you could donate ten dollars, or you know, you could donate ten thousand. You know, no pressure. It's bottom line is everything helps, and we're trying to do this as a community. It's really uh, helpful to have just full participation. So if you go to the um, the website, it's leapmissions.org. That's L-E-A-P missions. Dot org and donate. And when you do, uh, I believe there's a place there where you can include uh, Wealth Formula as your re- referral source. Uh, please do mark that because I'd like to keep track of how much we donate as a group and, and keep that up to date for you. Uh, in addition, anyone who donates at least $1,000 to the cause, uh, we will certainly acknowledge that on a new page we're going to have on wealthformula.com next year called Giving Back. Again, it's leapmissions.org, L-E-A-P missions.org. And uh, you can go check that out right now and give your 10 bucks. Do something, okay? Um, anyway, if you have, uh, uh, you know, if, you, if you've been part of our community, right, whether that's, of course, you're part of that community and, and when you listen to the podcast, but you come to our events or anything like that, you know that Wealth Formula is really extraordinary, this group. Um, and as a community, I'd like to see us make an impact around us as well. So hopefully uh, you are on board with my mission to do so. Now, uh, of course, as for this week, you know, charity has a completely different meaning when it comes to higher level planning, when it comes to, you know, estate planning, et cetera. And so today's guest is going to tell us all about how charity can actually work in your advantage to help you or your heirs to actually make money. And we'll have that interview when we come right back. 
Worried about saving too little too late for retirement? The Wealth Accelerator may be exactly what you need. With the help of some of the oldest and most reliable insurance companies in the country, Wealth Accelerator allows you to take most of the upside of any good year in the stock market and use bank loans to magnify those returns significantly. And what if the stock market has a bad year? No need to fear. Wealth Accelerator is engineered so you don't participate in the losses of the market, no matter how bad of a year it is. Sounds too good to be true, right? But it's not. It's simply the same financial engineering that the ultra-wealthy have been doing for years. Now it's your turn. Check it out for yourself by going to WealthFormulaBanking.com. Again, that's WealthFormulaBanking.com. Self-storage is a necessary evil. It's where you keep your stuff and forget about it. No wonder the stuff is so profitable and recession resistant. The Wealth Formula community, well, we've benefited from that. We've made lots of money in this space with Reliant Real Estate, one of the largest self-storage companies in the country. With an average investor internal rate of return of almost 34%, with hold times just over three and a half years, these guys know what the meaning of velocity of money is. If you're an accredited investor, make sure to check out what they're up to right now at ReliantFund4.com. Again, that's ReliantFund4.com. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today, my guest on Wealth Formula Podcast is Arlene Kogan. Arlene is an experienced philanthropic leadership consultant. She works closely with professional advisors nonprofits and their clients to integrate philanthropy into personal, financial, and estate plans. Arlene, welcome to the Wealth Formula Podcast. Buck, it is a pleasure to be here with you on your awesome show. Thank you. Well, so tell us a little bit about yourself and you know how you got into this line of work with uh, philanthropy. Oh, it's a pleasure to do that. And and I, you know, being in financial services, people always think it's kind of a linear progression, but for me, it wasn't that at all. I started out on Wall Street back in the 80s, and I became a certified financial planner and worked primarily with individuals to help them grow their wealth and maintain their wealth. Then I met my husband, we got married, and I had two daughters. And while being on Wall Street was really exciting and interesting, it was in the 80s and I experienced sexual harassment, the glass ceiling and oh, wage wow. discrimination. Okay. Yeah. Just just to name a few things. So when I had two girls, I thought, you know, I want to lead by example. And there has to be something else that I can do and still do well. And mm-hmm. make a decent amount of money. Sure. So, so we moved out to Portland, Oregon. I stayed home for a couple of years and saw a career coach. Mm-hmm. And when I met with the career coach, Buck, everything came up philanthropy and benevolence. Right? Okay. <laughs> and I looked, I looked at her and I said, "You're like I'm from Wall Street. What are you talking about?" <laughs> well, I was a little bit more blunt. How can you make money at that? Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. So I I immediately jumped back into the trust and investment world, and it took me five years to find a position with the Oregon Community Foundation, which is the sixth largest community foundation in the country. Mm. And 
And I, my sole focus was working with professional advisors, wealth managers, estate planning attorneys, and CPAs, and helping their clients integrate philanthropy into their lives. And it was a dream job. But what I noticed was so many people and advisors lacked the basic knowledge of the personal, financial, and ultimately the legacy benefits of philanthropy. And after nine years with the Community Foundation, I decided to go out on my own. That's when I wrote my book and really help people learn the positive benefits of giving and really how to give. Right. So obviously when we think of charitable giving, um, you know, most people think, well, gosh, that's nice, uh, uh, nice to do. It's, uh, you know, helps other people in need. But obviously what you're saying right now is there's, you know, there's more to it than just that. So tell us a little bit about, you know, the types of structures that people use, the way that uh, they might find benefit uh, you know, now for themselves, potentially as a legacy, you know, give us some, give us some texture to all of this with, you know, and sort of from your world, because it's not just as simple, okay, we're giving to, you know, this particular, um, cause and, uh, we're doing it because we care about it. There's more to it. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, there are three benefits to our, to clients or people, Okay. personal, financial, and legacy benefits. So let's break each one of those down. The personal benefits is that there's real hard science that giving money to others makes us happier. And we see this with Michael Norton. He's an associate business professor at Harvard. Uh, He did a study and it was confirmed by Gallup, who does the world polls, that giving to money actually makes us happier. It was the study with Gallup was done in 136 countries with over 200,000 participants. And Michael Norton came up with a great saying, if you think money can't buy you happiness, stop spending it on yourself and instead spend it on others. Right, right, (laughs) right, exactly. And then just to continue a little bit longer on that hard science, Dr. George Mall, who's a neuroscientist with the Rio de Janeiro Institute, did MRI scans, magnetic resonant imaging scans, and talked to people about charitable giving. And what they found was the prefrontal cortex of your brain is stimulated when you give to others. And as a doctor, you'll know this. Yeah. The prefrontal cortex also is stimulated when you have good food and great sex. <laughs> <laughs> so, so giving money to others, the hard science is there. We're going to be happier, more fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Now let's go to the second piece, the financial aspects. As we know, giving money to charity will reduce your, your taxes could be your income tax, could be your estate taxes, uh, could be capital gains. There are many specific benefits when working with your advisor that they can structure something that will provide a tax reduction or elimination for you. 
And finally, when we look at the legacy piece of giving, that's really about your purpose, your meaning. How do you want to be remembered? Do you want to engage your family? What does that look like? It's the bigger picture we all have of how we want to be remembered and who we are as an individual. And philanthropy allows you to explore that in a deep way where you're identifying your core values and the causes you care about in a way that has bigger purpose and meaning. That's where philanthropy helps our clients. Got it. Got it. So let's talk about, um, let's drill down on one of those uh, for this audience in particular. I think they'd be curious about the uh, financial part of this right now. And how can I, you know, how can I help myself? Can you be more specific on that? Obviously, you, you know, you can, if you're giving away, if you're giving money, you're going to, you know, write off that money. Is it just as simple as that? Or is there more layers to it? Is there ways that people structure these things that they can benefit more than, you know, a simple tax deduction linearly with how much they've given? Um, I don't know if that's something that you can you can talk about a little bit just to give us a, a flavor. Sure. So one of the things that you could do when you structure philanthropy is a gift that helps you and your family now gives you a tax deduction now and ultimately benefits your charity. So what I'm talking about in this instance are charitable gift annuities and charitable trusts. And these are vehicles where you would make a, um, if it's a gift annuity, you make a gift to a 501c3 organization and they would pay you or a loved one, perhaps it's someone who's, ill and needs to be taken care of, an income stream throughout their life, and ultimately when that person is no longer with us, the remainder would go to the charity. And with a charitable trust, what's cool about that vehicle is you can you create the trust vehicle yourself. And you could work with your personal advisors with it. It accepts unique assets. It could be a business interest, could be real estate. And then that a loved one or even yourself can get an income stream throughout your lifetime. You get a charitable tax deduction up front. And ultimately, the remainder would go to charity. So there's lots of cool and flexible vehicles out there for people to use to both take care of themselves, their loved ones personally, get that tax deduction, and support a cause they care about. So can we talk a little bit more about the charitable remainder trust? I just, just you know, people hear about these things all a fair amount, but I don't know that... You know, a lot of people know how they work, but so basically what you're saying is that in a, a charitable remainder trust, what you can do is, is that if I understand correctly, you're, you're donating an asset, um, you know, to the charitable remainder trust, and then um, you get to write the, you know, the value of that asset off uh, while you're living and then maybe collect the, you know, the, the income stream from that asset while you're living or while, whoever it is that you've, um, know, granted this income to, and then, uh, and then when that person, either you or whoever you've granted it to dies, uh, the, you know, the, the rest just goes to the, the charity. Is that, is that in a nutshell how it works or I got something wrong? 
You got something wrong there, so let me okay. clean it up. All right, for got you. it. <laughs> I knew so, I didn't. I don't know much about these, so. Well, I'm happy to educate you and, and your fabulous audience. Okay. So, with a charitable remainder trust, you actually would go work with an attorney to set up the document. And in the document, you state who is going to be the trustee, who oversees all the the administration and the investments. Then you would get a separate tax identification number for that vehicle as well, and it has a separate tax return. It is a separate entity. Right. Within that entity, you make a, a gift, whether it be personal property, a business interest, or stock. And what happens is you get a partial deduction, which is one of those fun IRS complicated Mm -hmm. formulas, which is basically comes down to the remainder interest. So they use projections of your, whoever the beneficiary is, whether it's your yourself or a loved one, and they'll project that so-and-so is going to die within 15 years. So the actuarial value of the remainder based on that 15 year life expectancy is what your tax deduction is. So it's a partial tax deduction. But when you put that asset into the charitable trust, the beauty is, is you defer all of your capital gains. You're not paying those all at once. As the income stream comes out to you or your beneficiary, it is broken down into pieces. So you'll be paying only a portion of that capital gain over time. And then, like you said, after you die or the person dies, then the remainder goes to the cause that you care about. Got it. Got it. Yes, yes. So there are a few more steps to it than I thought. But um, what, um, so, you know, who who's doing this? I mean, is this the kind of thing that really is just for the ultra high net worth individual or, you know, can you have, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of our folks are, they're not ultra high net worth, but they're three, 400,000, $200,000 per year, people, doctors, engineers, mm-hmm. et cetera, that, um, I mean, is this, is this just for the ultra, ultra high net worth families or who's, who's getting involved with this stuff? That That's a great question. And you know, the ultra high net worth have always had access to these types of vehicles. But when you're looking at the mass affluent, the 500,000 to 5 million, we can create those kind of gifts also because the, the minimum to create a charitable trust is $100,000. Because when you look at the, the cost to actually draft the trust agreement and make the gift and the annual tax returns and administration, doing it for less than a hundred thousand isn't going to be cost effective for you or your client. Right. So it is available for our mass affluent folks and it's a fabulous tool to use to make sure, unlike the gift annuity, that you have a lot more control on how it's invested, what the payout rate is. There's a lot more flexibility there for us. Got it. Got it. So tell me a little bit about your, you know, your particular firm. Um, now I know you mentioned that you work with, uh, you know, as a consultant, 
now, what does that mean in this context? You're working with it. Uh, you're not necessarily working with the people who are actually wanting to do this, but you're working with their advisors. Is that right? Yes. So when I was at the community foundation, I noticed a lot of advisors would say to me, Arlene, if my client gives money to charity, I'm going to lose the revenue stream. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That's not true. It's a matter of how you set it up. Mm -hmm. But the true advantage for advisors is that, you know, 60 to 90% of our clients' heirs are going to fire us within the first year of the client's death because they have no relationship with generation two or three. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I work with advisors to educate them. I call it the philanthropic profits pipeline. It benefits your clients, as we discussed earlier, through personal financial legacy goals. It benefits the community because they're giving money to the community. And it benefits your bottom line because you're engaging the next generation. And with the philanthropic profit pipeline, the strategy I use is called time. Tools, intention, meaning, and engagement. So when I say I consult with advisors, I teach them the tools really deep. We go into each charitable tool, how how it works, how they can help their clients. The intention of the firm to build deeper relationships and engage the next generation. Meaning, where we're bringing meaning to our clients, where they're finding a higher purpose. And last but not least, engagement. How are we actively engaging that next generation? And when I work with them, they get to pick their top 10 clients and we come up with customized programs for them to engage them where I actually will work with the advisor and the client to build that deeper relationship, help the client identify their core values and the right structures that will work for them. But I like to go through the advisor because you know what, Buck, my ultimate goal is to change the world through leadership and philanthropy. And to really get out there is to work primarily with advisors. You get a lot more access to people who will make a difference by working with advisors. Sure. Sure. I will say in this group, we have a lot of people, including myself who don't have advisors, would just renegade real estate investors. But, um, but, um, for, but for, you can give that real estate into a charitable trust. There you go. Right, right. So if you're if you're a renegade real estate investor and you want to do something and you don't have a certified financial planner, then what? Well, people <laughs> can always reach out to me to work mm-hmm. directly with them. Okay. Because I do want to change the world through leadership and philanthropy, and I can help them come up with their philanthropic plan and find a local attorney for them to work with to create the trust. So you wrote a book on this, right? Is, uh, some of these, uh, some of the concepts that we talked about today. Yeah, the book is really simple and it's made for, for the mass affluent for everyday mm-hmm. people like us. Yeah. It, it breaks giving down into bite-sized manageable pieces. What's a bequest? What's a charitable trust? How does it work? And then it breaks into vignettes of stories of people who are single, dual income, no children, multi-generational. And after each 
story, there's a personal reflection area. So you can start to develop your philanthropic plan. Got it. And what is that book called? The book is called Give to Live, Make a Charitable Gift You Never Imagined. Got it. And that's available on what, Amazon and the usual suspects there? Yes, it is. Okay. Amazon is terrific. <laughs> How else can we get in touch if uh, if some of the things um, are sound interesting and, we, and, and people want to reach out to you? You know, they can always call me directly, 503-957-8334, or reach out to me at Arlene at ArleneCogan.com. Arlene, is there anything else we need to know about charitable giving for right now? Or is this a good one-on-one? Uh, this is a great one-on-one. If people are interested in getting the personal reflections that are in each chapter of the book, they can send me an email and I'll just send you that piece. Great. What's your email? Arlene at ArleneCogan.com. And we will put that in the show notes as well. Arlene, thanks so much for being on Wealth Formula Podcast today. Buck, it's a pleasure to be here with you. I hope everyone learns something. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Uh, Before we go, one more plug for Dr. Eric Payne's mission to India. Again, $10 is all I'm asking, okay? If you can do 100, great. If you can do 1,000, you're going to get your name in lights. But hey, I'll know everybody who's doing it. Um, I want a grand total of what we're, you know, what we're donating. Uh, and, um, and go to leapmissions.org. That's L-E-A-P, missions, M-I-S-S-I-O-N-S.org. And donate a little bit of money, and I will get back to you on how we did. I know we've got a few thousand there already. I think we might have like 15,000. But that's a long way from 100,000. So would love for you to participate, leapmissions.org. I will leave it at that. Merry Christmas, and uh, I will talk to you again for the New Year episode next week. That's it for me this week on Wealth Formula Podcast. This is Buck Joffrey signing off. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast. Visit us on the web at wealthformula.com. The information contained in this podcast are opinions, not fact. As always, Consult your own financial team before making any investment. See you next time. Buck Joffrey here from Sapio with Buck Joffrey. Aging might become reversible over the next 10 to 20 years. It's already being done in lab animals, so it's just a matter of time. Our challenge? To be healthy enough for when that time comes. As a former scientist and surgeon myself, my goal is to figure out how to do that and to share it with you. I wrote a book called Living Longer for Busy People that you can download for free at sapiopodcast.com. You'll be amazed at just how a few daily adjustments can add years of a healthy life for you. Again, download it for free, sapiopodcast.com.